Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live. I hope everybody's doing wonderful and ready for another episode of the Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. First, I want to start by plugging these two books real quick. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. Then we have this incredible workbook that goes with that. You can get it as an ebook on postinstitute.com or in print on Amazon. And then uh, this great book, The Great Behavior Breakdown. You can find this book on Amazon as well as postinstitute.com. So, yeah, we're talking all things love for the month of February. And um, if you guys have been following along, you know, last week we hit on a few things. And then I pulled up 1 Corinthians. And we've just been going through 1 Corinthians 13 um, just a little bit at a time. Uh, We talked about love is patient. We've talked about love is kind. Love does not envy. Man, that's a big one. Love does not envy. I'll tell you what. um, I spent a lot of time thinking about envy and what envy does and why, um, why, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, um, it's also talked about as one of the seven deadly sins, right? Envy. Envy, jealousy, it all kind of is in that same arena. And hello, Carrie, it's great to see you. And I see lots of other people watching. Anybody want to say hi? I'd love to say hi back. What envy does is it steals, it steals your focus from your own life. Um, it puts you in a position where you think somebody else's life situation is better than your situation. And it puts you in a position where you're not gaining the full amount of joy that your life situation has to offer you and to honor where you've been planted. Um, And hey, Emily. And I think that social media really plays a big part in inviting us into places of feeling envy, watching other people do things that... you know, and maybe there, maybe there are things that you had dreamed that you would be able to do with your child, but because your child is your child, they came to you as your child the way that they came to you, whether through biology or adoption or foster care or being a step parent. Um, there's never a guarantee of how what kind of person your child's going to be, what their abilities are going to be, what their interests are going to be. And we can easily get tripped up into having envy for other people's lives and the way they're living. And when we do that, that is a killer of our spirit. Oh my gosh, it's a killer of love. It can put us into places of feeling uh, depressed It can cause us to feel like we're not measuring up, like we're not good enough, when in fact, you are 100% good enough and you've been called to a very unique role. And the more we can embrace 
the beautiful mess of our own lives, then the more, uh, just the, the richer it can be, you know, the, the more, um, I'm trying to step away from using like a word like happy because that's not it. It's a, it's like fulfilled. And as long as we continue to look outwardly and envy others. Now, I will tell you this, something I have found to be very helpful personally. And hey, Mimi, it's so nice to see you. And thank you so much for the compliment. And Mr. Harold, it is beautiful to see you. And I can imagine that you have some wisdom and some theology that could definitely be shared. It's moments like these that I wish we could just you know, have planned out and be sharing the screen because I know you've got some deep, rich thoughts on this topic. What I have found for myself personally is envy comes up when I'm also grieving about something that I may wish my life was like, and it's not. Um, but what envy can do is it can be a red flag. Um, it can be a red flag of... A warning to go gentle and easy on yourself and your children and your loved ones. It can be a red flag that says there's something I'm not feeling fulfilled about in my life and how things are going. And maybe I can't do it like this person over here is doing it, but I can do it. You know, I can get these same elements going within my own family. And so sometimes when you see things that you find yourself feeling envious about, then maybe it's just a red flag. Maybe it's just instead of it being like, oh, I'm a, you know, I shouldn't do that. I'm a terrible, awful, horrible person. I'm sinful, whatever, whatever. Just let it be a red flag. Let it be something that you say, oh, wait a minute hmm, that's something I would really like to have in my world. Is there a way that I can have a part of it or I can do something that's similar that I can get that same feeling? I can remember going through a little phase where I really envied family game night and seeing all these people getting their kids together and playing these games. And, um, well, that wasn't something that my child was interested in with me individually, but we did do crafts together and that was a lot of fun and when she, when some of her friends would come over we could do game night like that and so we didn't necessarily have family game night but we had like friend game night and it was very fulfilling and it's because if we let those feelings overwhelm us and that paralyzes us from being able to take action towards the things that we're yearning for and so Love does not envy, and yet we're human, and sometimes we experience that emotion. So let that experience of the emotion simply be a red flag that there may be something I need to process in terms of grieving. There may be needs to be an expectation that I need to release. There may be an area of growth for me as the adult in this family of things to let go of, or there may be a way, maybe this is something that I want for my family that I can replicate in a unique way that my family can do it. And saying all of that brought up, um, I'm going a little bit long, but on, on our Facebook page, David made a post today. It should be probably right under this. And it says, stop trying to have a happy family. And he's got a picture of him with a big old 
sticker on his forehead. And I, the, you know, the subject line is so like, what? What are you talking about? I'm going to read just this really great little quote. Family life is supposed to be hard and messy because the purpose of relationship is not happiness. It's transformation. Ooh, that's a game changer, isn't it? Living together with broken, flawed people will cause conflict and dissension. Accept that. Stop trying to be a happy family. Hmm. Have you ever noticed that the work your tailbone off is trying to make everyone else, else happy and yet you're not happy? In fact, by trying to change everyone else, you make them and yourself unhappy. What if you embrace your child's flaws as a way of changing yourself and in turn actually changing the entire family? So I encourage that's just a little bit. It's just a little snippet from that article. I encourage you guys to take a read. Um, Emily said, sometimes when I'm super grouchy, I realize the root is often grief and envy. Yes, I have experienced that same feeling, Emily. Um, it's that we get too focused outside. And when we do that, we miss the beauty of what we have right in front of us. We miss the beauty of what we have right in front of us. And if, if you're parenting children who come from tough places, you are stepping into a part of like a part of society, a part of humanity that you may have only known a little bit about on a superficial level. And so you're being called to pour light into darkness and sometimes that's really big work and that work doesn't always leave time for uh, and space for you know um, being on the little league team or going to every birthday party and sometimes the things that we're we feel like we're missing in our lives are just they're things that they're just not things that our kids are able to do Another thing to think about is if those things are, are things that you really feel called to. Um, I remember talking with um, a dad and he was talking about how he really loved going to the um, like the Christmas parties that the adoption agency would put on. That He found that to be fulfilling to him. It felt his, filled his spirit. It filled his heart. It re-energized him for his big purpose in life. But his kids did not like that. And so I feel like as parents, we also have to create space where we're able to do things that give us fulfillment even if there are things that our kids can't do. We have to have a balance in that, though. I mean, we don't want to just abandon our children to a nanny or a babysitter or whatever so we can be out there doing all the other stuff. So there has to be a balance. And just like I wouldn't want a parent to feel like they have to be tied at home and not getting to have fulfillment in their life, neither of those extremes is going to be the best scenario. So finding that balance where you're able to do the things that give you fulfillment in your life, even if they're things that your child's not interested in or not able to do, is okay. As long as you keep that balance where you are still engaging with them in the things that you guys can do together. Uh, Mr. Harold says, this work is what ministry is like in the field outside the church. Indeed. Indeed. This is a ministry, isn't it? It's a calling. It is like it is definitely um, a place of walking in a deeper purpose 
um, helping people who have experienced harm to their souls, um, helping people whose souls have been bypassed by adults, helping us all realize that life can be messy and as parents, we have, you know, we may be in the midst of um, shining light in places that there have been great, great darkness and um, helping our children be able to come to us. I also posted a podcast or a, a daily dose that Brian did several months ago that just when I went back and re-listened to it, it just really grabbed me. And what the one, I mean, there was a lot about it that I loved, but the one thing he said that I felt like was really so profound was he said, the world in general is so entrenched in fear, even in the world of like mental health professionals, even in pastoral care, there's a large amount of fear that keeps us and keeps and our children sense that. And so they don't bring the things to us that we really need them to bring to us that it's like they don't think we can handle that darkness. Um, they can sense that. And so they don't they keep it to themselves when really we need we need to hear that. We need to know. And so he said he explained it. He said, I I do my work by looking for the pain, by looking where the pain is and asking the question. And he was talking about a young lady that he had gone to do an interview with about this program that he offers. And he says, um, you know, she's been in therapeutic services for over three years and nobody knew that she had been sexually abused. Even her parents didn't know that she had been sexually abused. And in 20 minutes of have conversation and Brian in his way of just listening and being attuned and having this um, kind of gentleness in his spirit and asking, have you ever been sexually abused? And the little girl starts crying and says, yes. And maybe she had written it on a piece of paper somewhere in an interview someplace, filling out forms, or maybe no one had just come right out and asked. Sometimes we don't ask those questions the questions that most need to be asked. So that is a lot to think about for tonight. Um, I pray you guys are able to step into those places of darkness with your children so that they don't have to be in those places alone. Being willing to just be present, emotionally present during those difficult times is so valuable. Love does not envy. And yet I know sometimes we feel the feelings of envy and that means that we are stepping into a place of fear. So just simply letting that be a red flag. Love, <laughs> love is patient. When we begin getting impatient, know that we have stepped into fear. Love is kind. When we start spewing our stress on our children, being unkind that means that's a red flag that we've stepped into fear. Love does not envy. When we start envying, it simply is a red flag that we've stepped into fear. It's a good reminder at any moment we can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Any of us, at any time, the world is inundated with fear. Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths. And we can choose love. 
Much love to you guys. I hope you have a blessed evening. If you've not already done so today, at some point this evening, set aside all the stuff you've been worried about, all the things you've been fretting about, trying to teach about, trying to fuss about, all the racing thoughts in your mind. Just press pause on it all and spend 30 minutes to an hour just loving on your kids, enjoying them, play with them, relax with them, let them see the love you have for them shine from your eyes and let them feel it emanate from your entire being. They are precious. They are adorable. They are remarkable. And your love makes all the difference. Much love to you guys. See y'all tomorrow. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.